Yep. Bip up. Welcome everyone to the film vault. That's Anderson. I'm Brian Bishop, your host for today. Oh, Anderson's got some big news today, but uh, after that, we're going to get around to uh, reviews of Trust the Man. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple of documentaries you might be interested in. Mm. Anderson's got a couple of movies as well. How are you, buddy? Why am I hearing us uh, back? Why, that's that's no good. What, are, what are we? Are we just learning how to do the show? Come on now, Cowan. Come on. Settle down. Yeah, that was all my fault. I'm sorry. I hear the nothing. Show, the show was feeding back. Korean Martians. Through my, my, myself. Oh. My, myself. Yeah, that was uh, that was not good. I'm good. Yeah, so this is uh, a big day. Big oh. day for me, anyways. Oh. And thanks for uh, allowing me to take uh, a moment to uh, give myself a little plugs, a little plug skis. But uh, when I say this, I'm, uh, there's no hyperbole. This is like two years. We've been leading up to this for two years now. And that is my new project, which I've kind of been talking a little bit about here and there. Uh, and I've been working on for... Two years now. Oh, is that getting me the footage for my movie? It's getting you the footage for your movie. It for feels that, like it's that's, been two years. That's like a month ago. And okay. here's the thing. like, if, if it was in the contract, what you wanted Mike and I to shoot for your documentary, and then we were also going to deliver it uh, on a drive, we would have taken care of that, like I did last time. Can that I, was never uh, part of the discussion. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. What credit would you like in the film? Um, uninter- I, uninterviewed I, man. I was thinking about uh, special assistant, Mr. Bishop. Mm. Hey, oh, Bishop's hair. Oh, Stylist. not bad. yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's a real double entendre. Bishop's hair is like you weren't there. You're on the film. I'd like movie watcher if I could get that. Okay, I'll see what I can. Yeah, do. I don't think you're. You've been invited to be a part of the program at all. I'll, a- I'll see it. Avery, you want to eventually? Uh, you wanna, I'm worried about the you want, documentary. You want an associate producer document or a credit? Sure, I can work that out. Why are you worried? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, 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 if it's about you, which it is, mm-hmm. I feel like you're leaving some things out. Like what? I mean. I just feel like there's some things left. Anyways, we're not talking about that. We're we talking, about, talking this. about this. All right, so <laughs> I have a project that I've been working on, working on for the last couple of years. Leaving things out. Uh, Joe Dorville and I uh, began this uh, process a couple of years ago. I've kind of been talking about it a little bit here and there. I talk about it on the After Disaster for sure. And uh, it's, you know that thing that they do in movies that we both like so much, Brian, which is at the end of the Make movie. If it's, <laughs> at the end of the movie, it shows... So dumb. I was going to say, make a full of transforming robots. <laughs> but go on. Yeah. You know, it shows like the actual people, like it's a biopic. Yes. Like we love that. When, Could he use more of that? Uh, I'm doing that like in real time though. So oh. it's very strange, but I, I realized early on that the movie is very, very meta for what's happening behind the, the scenes. Right, right. And I'm even trying to wrap my mind around this, how, how we're going to pull this off. I've always wanted to do a documentary alongside of the movie once we got there. And uh, a while ago, we decided to make the documentary and start it up even earlier and make it more. I've fallen, I've fallen in love with this group that I, I've been uh, a part of now for the better part of two years. And it's called the Born to Act Players. And it's out this way. And we found it. Joe found them. Uh, in our research for the the film that I'm uh, putting together, the independent narrative film, which shouldn't be confused with the documentary that we're shooting now, and I Concurrent, went by to look look for actors for yeah. this this movie that we were beginning uh, right as COVID was getting going. It was kind of bad timing to try to launch that, and I have since become like uh, they're, they're family now. Like okay. I I've been going there with Atticus. He was four when we started going, and we've been going every single week, or not every single week, but pretty much every week, most weeks. We we don't we rarely miss a week. Uh, to this acting class. I'm one of the official assistants now. Atticus is mm-hmm. uh, at my side. He's not even in my group a lot of the time. He goes off in other groups. Oh, that's a problematic. I've been looking for 
And I think I, you might remember this. Like a while ago, I found this Playdate group uh, out here where they have like special needs kids, oh, yeah. really young ages. And I went, I checked that out and it was okay. I saw what they're going for, but it, it really wasn't what I thought it was. And I definitely found it with this, this acting group. Okay. When and you I, say they're like family, you uh, have contempt for many members of your family. Yeah, not my own family. Oh, they're, okay. like, they're like they're an the extended family. family. you wish you yes. had. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, what it means is I'm very, very comfortable with these uh, guys. They're very comfortable with me. I love it there. I love going there. It's usually the highlight of our week when Atticus oh, and I go. Uh, and we're there most uh, every week and uh, doing running scenes and doing whatever Mary had. There's so much going on with this place. And I'm very excited to be documenting it. We've already been doing some stuff. This is uncomfortable to, because the, that this group plays a large role in my documentary, which I didn't tell you until just now. I had to go pee. Mentally challenged adults. That's right. Yeah, it's a good joke. So, uh, no, this is a big group. What's that? Never mind. Keep going. There's a specific group? This a specific group. Oh, he, my, he was joking that his, yeah, yeah, his, you're right, you're right. his, Brian, his topic is the same as yours. All of your bad jokes were going to be done before <laughs> the show started. You, you told me that in confidence. That, that this was is gonna, not the normal <clears throat> day we record. I'm all off. This is my you're bad way joke off. day. You're my bad off. joke day. So, anyways, uh, loaded for bear. Doc loaded for bear doc is, dot com is where you can go to see uh, the campaign. This is the first part. The first part of the, the documentary that we are doing. Mike Carano is my co-director at this point. Oh, that uh, guy. He's going to be shooting a lot. We actually just covered uh, one of their live shows oh. uh, on Saturday. We both uh, were there and we covered the whole thing. It was fantastic. And what the documentary is going to be really shining a light on is what it is to be mentally challenged, what that means. And we're going to go through, I would love to do like, as I've been looking, I can't find anything that actually goes deep into, into this. Like uh, it talks about uh, the history of how various cultures and countries have approached this population. Um, I'm sure very sensitively. Sometimes, sometimes you'd be surprised. I, I, I'm thinking about the older days. In my early research, I'm finding some fascinating things about countries you wouldn't suspect of being so open and kind. I can't wait. Uh, and then also uh, talk about volunteering and talk about the, the, the adversity that they deal with and, and overcome every single day. And uh, ultimately what it takes to make a uh, independent film with, with using uh, these guys in the movie. Cause I wrote a, a film a long time ago. I wrote a script that I've been wanting to make for a while now where it's from my own experiences. Cause I've been working with the uh, IDD population since I was a teenager. Like I started with special Olympics okay. when I was a teen. I don't even think I could drive. I I remember getting dropped off the very first oh, time wow. I ever really? did, did this. So, and then I ended up having a job for a long time where I actually got paid to be a counselor with mentally challenged adults at a dorm. It was my favorite job I've ever had still by far. It was my favorite job I ever had. I broke my aside back. From her, aside from this. Aside from this, of course. And uh, I've been, and then volunteering at camp and, and doing all, all the, but I'm, I'm so excited to it. It all just kind of happened, especially with this group in particular. And uh, I'm very excited to share this with you guys. So Joe, Mike, and I are the team right now that's putting together the documentary. I have an, another couple of uh, teammates who I'll bring into the fold later, but they're more on the other side of getting the narrative made, which we're going to be covering that as well. Casting. Okay. We're looking for like actual names, not just faces. We're looking for an actual, uh, I have some, some targets in mind that I want to play the lead, uh, but we're going to have it's, it's very exciting. So it's kind of like I got a movie to make, but it's going to be documentary form uh, that's going to be covering all these things. So Loaded, loaded for Bear Doc. Charlie agrees. Loadedforbeardoc.com is where you go, and I have a bunch of different tiers. Loaded and, uh, for Bear Doc. Yeah, it, it just went up a few hours ago as I said this. And uh, yeah, I don't know how we can do the show in here anymore, Brian. I, I don't, I, it really is a problem. And people, I know we got some new listeners who, you know, they came over because you got unceremoniously fired from the, uh, the Corolla show. Got laid off. And, you know, 
people that just like hear me for the first time, I, I know I'm not a great first date. And, and I, you know, I come, I'm a lot. I get that. I'm a lot. I, I understand that. Agreed. Moving on. I'm old enough to know that I am a lot. However. Yes. I, I want to put people in the, in the, in the headspace. That okay. is. That's ought to be good. Uh, I, I come over to you yep. weekly to make it as convenient as, for you as sure. possible. Drink my beer, uh, drink my coffee. I do drink your beer and coffee. It's the least you could do. So it, I'm not complaining. And uh, traffic, you know, I'm a little angsty by the time I get here, but whatever. And then I come in and uh, you'll be laughing at the fact that your dog is just barking out of control and is going to for the rest of the show. You think it's funny and cute. And I don't, I don't know how to, what? How to what? navigate those waters without becoming enraged. You know what I mean? I don't, especially when I have a quiet, nice place that we could do it at my house. But no, we, we, we bend over backwards to do it at your place. And then you're like, oh, isn't that funny? How you we know what, what we're doing wrong is we're, we need to incorporate Charlie's barking into the show. Mm -hmm. It is. Like if, like if he barks during a flick fashion, that means you got to see the movie. You know, it's like, it's like a, it's oh, yeah, an put endorsement. A, put an uncontrollable variable in. That's fantastic, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fun. <laughs> Come on. So anyway, chess loaded for bear duck. Uh, uh, loaderforbeardoc.com is uh, where to go to look at pictures. There'll be a video up there soon oh. enough if it's not already is it actually, there. How can I go now? At the very yeah. least, you have to see Carano's photo that was chosen for, for him on there. It's great. Oh, yeah. Carano's mm -hmm. picture that very he, uh, good. he uh, offered up for his headshot is good. So uh, very excited. Also, Loaded for Bear Doc uh, are the socials. Joe's going to be running the socials. We're going to have updates. So you guys are going to be able to follow along this whole thing, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be if you guys can see a gl just a glimpse of like what I get out of it every single week. Is that Mary? Uh, Mary's at the bottom there. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. In the so excited. This is like fold. literally uh, two years we've been leading up to this moment where oh, I get there's to you. actually there's announce Atticus. it. There we are. Oh yeah. And oh, and I, for I forgot one of the most important things, which is our fiscal sponsor is a company, uh, an organization called, uh, uh, entertainment to affect change, which I got, I, I got uh, hooked up with thanks to Brian, the one who's killing me over here. Uh, and they are a 501c3. So that means that if you give any kind of donation or contribution or get one of the perks or any amount at all, it is should be a tax write-off. Talk to your CPA or to your a tax professional. But I mean, that is what it, it's, it's meant for. It should be a write-off. So it, it'll work towards your taxes. And you get something out of it, uh, and you're doing something really good because it's uh, we we are trying our best to 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 put forth for a community that I really really care for. I have for for many years, and uh, I, I love the idea of what we're doing here. So five hundred one c three, and also I know a lot of you work for corporations. This is the final thing, mm -hmm. and this is the keep, longest one. I, I, I'll, I'll plug here and there as you know we go on. This is uh, we're hoping to have this phase done by the end of the year, but. Um, it's, uh, I know a lot of you work for corporations and a lot of those corporations, uh, they will match or even more so sometimes if you uh, donate anything. So Check it's a your company's matching program. A great way to let your boss know yep. too that like you're interested in charitable events and, 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 and donations and you're a good person with a big heart and uh, ask if they, if they match. Yeah, a little cheat code that helps everybody. Yeah, Pretty exactly. good. Yeah, yeah. So I, everything's falling into place so far. Now we need your help uh, to be a part of this as well. So thank you for letting me prattle on and uh, while yelling about Charlie, which is going to continue throughout the episode. That's probably true. Were you prattling or yelling about Charlie? Both. <laughs> Did you know you can write off the mileage for you driving here? Yeah, yeah, I do that. Okay. I do that for I sure. I just discovered this. And it really? See, you yeah. you're making money off this show. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yes, loaded for bear. Speaking dog. of Transformers, Very though, little, uh, Transformers cameo in succession. You catch that? No. What? Did you see the most recent episode? Yeah. It's the movie they're screening. 
Oh, was it transforming? <laughs> transforming. Nice. I, I, I know it was a three-hour HD Because you can hear the, the robots in the background briefly, and they talk about half the movie is a robot sleeping for the beginning of it. I think that that was just making... It wasn't actually transforming. But it's no, but you can hear... They, they do the quick shot of the actual screening of it. You can hear the transforming robot transforming. sounds. I think it's transforming. Everyone was just like bored stiff in that. What the fuck, yeah. man? Are you serious about that movie? Well, they went to Hanna-Barbera uh, Business School. <laughs> like, what do you expect? You know what I, I think I was talking about the after that show, but I lo- one of the one of the little details in that show is none of them use phone cases. Yeah, because when you have that kind of money, like who, who, who worries about your little trinket? Doesn't matter. Yeah, good if point. it gets scratched or whatever, you just get a new one. It's a good point. Hmm. Even though you it's Scooby doing me, you Scooby doing <laughs> seriously. Anderson, I wish all the success in the world with Loaded for Bear. <laughs> Thank you, I buddy. want uh, people to go to loadedforbeardoc.com, support the show, there, support the film, I should say. There's a big link button right there on top that says support the film. Let's see what happens when I get, oh, I don't like this. <coughs> Mother's maiden name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nope, look at that. You can support the film in a number of ways. That's awesome. A lesser man, a lesser man, I want to point that out, a lesser talking man about would be furious at uh, uh, in, interloping uh, on, my, uh, on my beloved contact. We'll tell but, that story another day because we've already done enough here, but it's an interesting, funny story, yeah. Funny the way that... It is funny. It was my contact. But uh, yeah, it was your contact, which you- You, you usurped. You, you offered up. Usurped. It's not like I went through your Rolodex and like, who's this? This looks promising. You play You play it on my weakness, which is helping others. <laughs> 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 All right, let's talk movies. Let's hear from the listeners. What's going on? Let's say uh, you got any other announcements over there. I saw a movie uh, website called loadedforbearedoc.com that mm-hmm. uh, steals my uh, contact, but- Hey, more power to Fiscal you. sponsor, Brian. Fiscal sponsor that helps the uh, listeners who want to be a part of this uh, campaign, part of this program, part of this film. Yeah. All right. Fan Fiction, compiled by the Mitch Burns. Mm-hmm. Kyle Dorholtz on Facebook. Bo is afraid. I'm a giant fan of Ari Aster, and I felt like I was having a panic attack watching Bo go through everything. Oh, great. I thought it was Aster's worst movie he made, but still enjoyed it a lot. That's how much I enjoy his movies. Nope, Pen, fair enough. Pen Radio on Reddits. I watched Bo is Afraid last night. It was very well made with top-notch acting, but I, I can't honestly say that I enjoyed it. It was very hard to watch and brutally long. I'm assuming that if I had overbearing mother issues, it would have hit me a lot harder. I'm still looking forward to what Ari Aster gives us in the future. Okay. Bill Richardson on Twitter just got back from Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> Huge fan of the original trilogy, but the, the new ones don't quite capture the feel of those. Bruce Perky on Facebook, Evil Dead Rise is vicious, yet somehow darkly funny, too. Oh, Bruce. Do you want to guess the Evil Dead Rise FVT score? Sounds like about 50 to me. Based on those two, I'd say 50. I'm going to go a little higher and say 65. 56. Okay. Who it wins? inversed. Who wins? 56. Okay. Yeah, it's an interesting week this week, Anderson. A couple movies came out that I think you or I had little... Are we done with fan fiction? I, I was not. Okay. Well, I'm just jumping off of these two. I was uh, not. Little I interest in, so uh, no, keep going. <laughs> Derailed22 on Instagram. Derailed. That was perfect. Ghosted. Holy shit. Bad, bad movie. Mm. No real chemistry between Evans and De Armas. Mm. Generic everything. Mm. Even wife was disappointed, and she loves these types of movies. Gotta be safe. Uh, safe. And on Reddit, The Covenant was excellent. Mm. Guy Ritchie has had two movies in theaters so far this year, and this one blows his first one out of the water. 
Gyllenhaal is great per usual, and Guy Ritchie is having fun with the camera. I find that shocking to believe based on the trailer, but <laughs> I can't wait to be smart. Can't trust trailers. Do you know what I can't saw? trust them. What'd you see? I didn't see Targets, mm. but mm-hmm. I saw something better. What's that? I saw Sorcerer. Oh, it was. We should we should do a little sorcerer talk it before the program. It was over. good. I don't want to spend too much time on it because Brian just flickfest it a few weeks ago. But very good. Did you see it in the theater? Because they just showed it in the theater. Actually. No, they damn it. it. New Beverly at Tarantino's. Theater. Damn it. Or maybe that's coming up. Maybe it's no. coming up. Might be coming up. Saw it at home. Cinco de Mayo. That's I'm going. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm doing. I'm saying that to piss you off because that's during your live show that I'm actually going. To. Oh, there you I was, go. I was saying I was suggesting that I could just go see the movie rather than. Go to your live Fina show. Cinco, I had a little glass of mezcal while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, sorcerer, Excellent. you need a little something to cut the edge. It was. A white knuckle ride, that sorcerer. The most white knuckle movie I've ever seen. Intense. Very good. All right. And thus concludes the fan flick. Fan flicky. All right. Very good. Thanks, uh, listeners, uh, for always uh, sending in what you've seen. I always love to hear what you guys have seen. Uh, also, for covering Bo is Afraid, I will be seeing that this coming weekend, I'm giving oh. myself a week reprieve from that movie. Wasn't really in the mindset to it for a three-hour mindfuck. Uh, yeah. And I had two fun. other movies to to cover this week mm. that are very, very interesting, that are smaller. So okay. I, I'm doing a service over here. Were they music dogs? Not music no. dogs. Mm. No. Oh, you're missing that. Mm. You want to get to it, Brother? Yes, let's uh, start the part of the show where we confess the flicks we've seen in the past week. Call it Fifth Flick Fashions, and uh, let, you want to start with the one that was assigned to us? No, no, let's start with the uh, the big sexy. Oh, I don't have a big, se- a big, a big sexy. sexy. I have a big sexy. Oh, what do you have? Sisu. Oh, is that out? <laughs> no, it comes out this, oh, okay. this weekend. It comes <laughs> out right, this Friday. Sorry. Usually the big sexy is available to, to see. Well, I mean, it's coming out. You're going to hear sure. this like on Wednesday or a lot well, of people excited. are going to hear this I'm Friday. It's available. It. Chances are it's available as you're hearing this, unless you're uh, one of the early, early adopters of uh, listening to this program. Uh, so Sisu uh, is a film, a 2023 film that is out right now. It is um, a Finnish film. Sisu actually means like the spirit of being Finnish uh, from Finland. Oh. Uh, they, 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 they talk about it a little bit in the movie itself. Uh, about how there's really no perfect translation for it. You know it if you're finished. So it's, it's would it be like comparable to like uh, Americana? No. Oh, it, it's because it's it's all about like uh, guts and Americanas. Okay. Yeah. yeah, more nostalgia. It's all about. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's the perfect name for the movie once you see it. So okay. this is uh, directed by Yalmari Halander, uh, who also did. Uh, Rare Exports, which we both liked quite a bit uh, from a few, uh, from 2010, geez, 13 years ago now. Uh, Big Game was never seen by me, but I remember being excited about that one. Uh, and I had it on my uh, a list of sorts and, and just, it, it, it did not come in with good reviews. And th- that doesn't matter. Sisu does come in with good reviews uh, and you're about to hear one from me about the old oh, wow. Sisu. All right. So have you seen the trailer for this? Yes. I have, yes. It's very uh, revealing. The trailer is... Satisfying. It reveals no? yes. the inside of many men. Yeah, so I'm watching this thing and I'm thinking, well, I'm going in after seeing the trailer and I'm thinking, okay, is this is this going to be a will, uh, there will be blood and glorious bastards combo? Could have been, might have been. The story is this, if you have not seen it. Simple story. 
Uh, it's uh, 1944 in Finland, and there's a man who is uh, doing a little uh, prospecting. He's, he's mining for gold, beautiful shots of fjords and whatnot, uh, shot in Finland. And uh, you see this guy and his horse and his dog, and he's, he's mining. He's, he's, he's doing the, uh, the old there will be blood thing, right? It, it, it feels very similar sure. to that. And then he finds the gold, and, and, and he's very happy. And he, and he, and he mines, uh, mines it up and breaks it all up, puts it on his horse, in the trailer, it will tell you that it's over 500 miles to the closest bank. Mm. So sets off on, on the trail with uh, big satchels of gold, Brian. Are we, are we alerted to the fact this is World War II era? Uh, not at this point, but I mean, that is the entire movie. So okay. it's, it's he doesn't have an iron. iPhone, so you catch on. Yeah, pretty, pretty quickly you realize that it's hard to tell with prospectors. They're either from Oregon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, they're from Portland, Oregon, or they're from that era. So uh, this is chapter one, and it's just the gold, right? That's chapter one. This movie's told in chapters two. Interesting little fact. I love chapters. It's always great. Eric Holmes and I were talking about this one, too. Uh, he, uh, my buddy Eric Holmes from Cinematics. Uh, and the chapter, it says chapter one, the gold, right? And then the next chapter, chapter two, is the Nazis, right? Uh, and it's a little bit... Uh, What's the word where degeneration, like the, the actual title, it has some like scuffs oh, on it? Like degrades? Degraded, yeah. Okay. It's a little degraded. As each chapter goes, oh, it gets more good. and more degraded. Little details like that, right? So chapter two is the Nazis. He's on his little horse. He's cruising along. This is all in the trailer if you haven't seen it. And he comes across a, a tank brigade, a Nazi tank brigade. Are they the heroes? And they're like, they're the heroes if Brian's watched. And <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you're watching and, and they're Come like, on, hey, hey, old man, get off the horse. What's up? Oh, look at this. Gold in these bags. On your knees. Time to die. And uh, he takes care of business. And you realize, oh, this guy's a badass and mm -hmm. he's going to take care of business uh, on his own. And then we get a little uh, backstory on him. This is all very early on. Uh, we learn that he turned his back on the war. If you must know, the, 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 the Finns and the Nazis weren't really fighting. The Finns and the Germans were fighting at this part uh, in time. In fact, I uh, even screenshotted a little piece oh. of history let's see if i can pull that up real quick just oh, for research just for here we go edification of uh the backdrop of the film is the lapland war in 1944 which saw fighting between finland and nazi germany however the place and the year are the only similarities with real history um but his backstory is he walked away from the war said fuck you i'm just gonna live you know do my own thing which is prospect for gold sure uh but apparently he was quite accomplished quite an accomplished war uh veteran okay so i'm thinking how am I supposed to feel about this character, though, if he, you know, he just said "f you" to the war, right? Like, okay, you, you fight for your. He country. turned his back on a righteous cause, especially against the Nazis and the and the and the and the Russians at the time, which were doing some naughty things as well. If you believe American history books, so all right, I get past that, and the movie continues to go very A to B. But it's satisfying as can be. Uh, there's some frustrating moments where it's like, why would you do that? But it's okay. You forgive it. This movie is a very, very fun ride. I, I'm fingers crossed that it finds an audience because it deserves one. This is the best non-directed by Tarantino Tarantino movie what? I've seen. I was maybe thinking it's not a Tarantino-esque. It seems a little Django Unchained. From it's the very Django. It's very Inglorious Bastards. Uh, but it's much more singular focused and doesn't have, I mean, the, the lead character. It's not confusing. Does not speak. Like he's the he's the, the quiet man, and uh, he's he's man leave it up to the Germans to uh, man a few man a few words, man a few words, <laughs> man a few, few words and few words. Uh, I'm I'm afraid it might be a little disposable. Uh, I'm yeah. hoping that audiences do find this, see it in the theater, and and have a really good time. It's very satisfying. It's a really fun ride, and uh, I give oh. a big. It was written during COVID. He was actually developing a different movie, uh, the writer director, and a comedy of sorts, and then COVID got in the way, so he just 
bared down and wrote Sisu, which I could see somebody writing in like a month or two because it's pretty simple, but well executed. Okay. And he made it for $6 million, which is pretty paltry. When does this come out? And it comes out Friday, the 28th of April. So oh. if it's playing in a theater anywhere near you, I, I reckon, and you like good action and like, it's, it's, it doesn't have part of the John Wick team. I had so much more trailer? fun with this than I did with John Wick. I was just about to bring John Wick up. There, there wasn't any, there was unbelievable, ridiculous things that were happening, especially with the drowning scene that I won't get into anymore. Scientifically, it just doesn't make any sense, yeah. but it was inventive and I appreciate it. And I had a, I was laughing at, at numerous times. There's a whole lot of blood and gore, probably more than needs, needs to be. But I know a lot of people uh, respond to that. I don't know if you bring like a timid date to this, uh, <laughs> But you're going to have a good time. Oh, she ain't timid no more. <laughs> Sisu. Sisu. Yeah, check your local listings. Look like, yeah, it'll be, uh, ooh, I can see this on Thursday. Oh, how about that? Yeah, I'm excited for Sisu. 97% of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm looking at my, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is my home, oh, that's great. home homepage. That's great. I'm yeah. hoping this thing gets traction because it's the kind of movie that can kind of come and go. My next movie I'm going to talk about uh, even more so. I, I don't think it's going to find an audience. And God, it's a shame because oh. To Catch a Killer is fucking awesome we'll, we'll get there in a minute i'm excited for that uh let me uh talk about uh i was able so i was saying, what I was saying earlier um for someone else started talking yeah uh, it, it's one of those weeks where um you know movies come out and then they don't pique our interest you know they're not something that's high on our list or we're just not up for a three-hour uh mind fuck like that it's funny you say that because there's three movies that i would have liked to have seen this week i, I was i was kind of curious about evil dead rising and uh because mm. i like the evil dead series quite a bit Right, the trailer looked fun. Sure, uh, I was very excited about uh, Bo. I just couldn't find the time I, because of the three hour. Well, I thought you couldn't find the gumption. Like I just, I, I couldn't get it up for for. Ari Aster is, is an amazing filmmaker, but his films are dense. They're like uh, they're like a, a, a fruitcake at the holidays. It's like, that looks good, but I know I'm going to be chewing oh, that for oh, two and a half hours. Way less fruit though, right? Way less. Better ingredients in there. I'm trying to think of something that's dense, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I am. I am. I'm going to be seeing that one. I'll be talking about that one next week. But that and Sisu. So there's three movies. And well, this coming weekend. This, this week. Oh, that's right. What was the third one? How did you oh, see the Sisu? Covenant. The Covenant. How did you see Sisu? Oh, I got a link. The, oh. the Covenant uh, is the one that the, the third one that I was. Okay. That's that's three choices. I said no to all. So did you. So did I. However, it affords us the opportunity to see movies like Sisu or um, To Catch Catch Killer. Is that what it's called? Yeah, To Catch Killer. Okay. Or one of the in worst my titles uh, in recent memory. In my case, I saw the uh, number one film on my Sundance preview this year. Came out, uh, I believe it came out a few days ago. I caught up with it recently. It's a, yes, a music documentary. Wouldn't you know it? Little Richard, I Am Everything. Little Richard, I Am Everything. 2023 film directed by Lisa Cortez. 94% of Rotten Tomatoes. This is uh, one of those. It was really, he really set you up for Little Richard, I Am Bored. <laughs> yeah, where are you, buddy? Come on. I am not surprised. Uh, they're doing this thing where it's a, they call it premiere at home. This is a, so you can rent this to watch for six ninety nine, which I did happily. Mm. <clears throat> the 94% does surprise me, especially after seeing this. I don't know who gives this a bad review. This I probably is, would. This is critic proof, not just because of the <laughs> subject, um, but also because it's really well done. This is one of the ones that, Perhaps uh, if I was still assigning a music doc, so I might assign this to you. It's very well done. It's an HBO Max film, which I learned in the credits, and I rented it for seven bucks on Amazon. And I'm like, God damn, I could have watched it on HBO Max. Go to HBO Max, not there. 
You know what? I don't know how the, how these relationships work. Where the one streaming service produces it, and the other one. Well, they're trying to get. They're trying to wet their beaks with uh, like actual uh, rentals money. before. Yeah, sure. yeah, before just putting it up uh, for for everyone on their platform already. HBO dropped. Yeah, but the don't HBO. they don't they benefit from premieres? You like, hear that? HBO dropped the HBO. Yeah, they're just max. They're just max yeah. now. I'm not, I I'm get not, it. I was really anti at first, but I get it. Why? Because it seems like a subscription to a small catalog, uh, just like a one of the movie channels like Showtime and stars, they want to be like their own thing. Like you don't think of Netflix. Like you think of Showtimes, do you? You don't think of uh prime. Like you yeah, do. I don't think of Netflix like a, like a channel that, that has it's more of like a, a catch streaming, all our streaming service. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in order to be thought of with the prime videos of the world and the, the Netflix of the world, I think that's what they, what they're going after, mm-hmm. even though it seems like they're in a lot of turmoil on the interior from what I, from what which I is odd because yeah, I heard you guys briefly talking about this on the after disaster, but HBO has produced produces arguably the most consistently high quality content over the years, over the decades. You know what I mean? They 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 pump out. It's Good rare shows. that HBO yeah. comes out with a bad movie or show. Hmm. It seems to me, mm-hmm. except for the ones we don't watch or talk about. Be that as it may. This is uh, a profile, of course, of uh, Little Richard, uh, hence the uh, title. Uh, I knew, no, sorry, he knew, <laughs> he knew, Freudian slip, he knew he was gay from a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, he wore his mother's brooches to school. He put on makeup and his dad, like, you know, being from Macon, Georgia in 1940s or whatever it was, wasn't too hip to that. So, uh, you know, he, he suffered a lot of... Um, uh, was the oppression, you know, at the hands of just society. Society wasn't ready for a flamboyant, uh, makeup wearing, brooch wearing right. young black man. Uh, and the good thing about so this movie is good because it's a very thorough retelling of it's only 97 minutes. It's a very thorough retelling of Little Richard, his influence, um, his early days, his success, on and on. But like all great documentaries, this movie. Is about one thing, Little Richard, but it's also really about something else, like as a larger societal issue. And there's a lot of um, it doesn't. It, it's hard. It, it's funny because as I say this, I realize what it sounds like, and I could be driving some people away. It doesn't hammer you over the head with a lot of LGBTQ stuff and a lot of um, like Little Richard was dealt two strikes off the bat, right? He was like flamboyantly gay and he was black in, in, a, in an era and a place where that wasn't, no, neither of those things were necessarily celebrated by, you know, society at large. You see the most recent Lil Nas X uh, no, music video? I don't follow Lil Nas oh. as close as I used have to. You, have you seen that? No, I haven't it's seen so it. It's so great. It's so, Gio shared it with me. Otherwise I would not have seen it. So thank you for that Gio. But I mean, he's just flaunting like his gayness and, and he's in, he's in prison and he's just completely jacked. Everyone's wearing, wearing pink jumpsuits and he's just like faux banging dudes. Yes, it's the best. <laughs> That's I love interesting. It. It's the best. You know what? That's interesting. I that, love it. I love it so much. That captures the spirit of like little Richard. Like he was out there. He was out there. He was out there being gay when, you know, to, Decades later, Elton John was in the closet. Freddie Mercury was yeah. in the closet. Yeah, all these guys were like... It's revolting. High, hiding. Alleged, but I'm, I'm talking about musicians. But I'm saying it should have been Little Richard kicking down this door and being like, hey, be whoever you want. Just you know, do whatever you want. Be who you want. Be honest to yourself. And instead, mainstream culture kind of went the other way. Like You would have think that someone as influential as him would have had a huge impact. And it wasn't 
lasting. It wasn't, uh, didn't, didn't, didn't take hold. Um, there's a lot of stuff to like in here. John Waters is featured throughout. Yeah, I was, I was about to ask you. Like, he wears the mustache as a tribute, he says. Um, I was fascinated when I found that out. I oh, always really? thought that it was kind of his own thing. And he's like, no, this is a little Richard. Well, think about how a young John Waters felt. He talks about it uh, briefly, but like seeing Little Richard as a young person, he was a young person, Little Richard was a performer at this point, but he's like, oh, you can be that and just be out and yourself yeah. and, and do your thing, you know, not to conform to whatever standards, you know, society puts on you, et cetera, et cetera. There is a sad coda to Little Richard's career, which is never given the proper due, you know, for, mm-hmm. for influencing everyone. Yeah. Do they get know, into that? Yeah. They talked a lot about the, the Beatles, especially, uh, the Rolling Stones, Bowie, all these artists who loved him and copied various, um, parts of his act. And the, our documentary was fair because they you know, basically they said, yeah, the Beatles, Love Little Richard. They idolized him. They wanted to be like him, but they also gave proper credit. Like they, they covered his songs and like, you know, the guy got paid. Um, but it was other white artists who were reaching levels of success based on what Little Richard had laid down in terms of Pave the way. Groundwork. Yeah, exactly. So it's, this, it's, like, it's, this is a really solid documentary. It sounds like uh, pretty much every music documentary I think I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, is it kind of just different stuff? No, it's... it's, it's, it's it's very well done at the the angle of um I mean I've seen a lot of music documentaries. I'm oh you have? I have. I'm <laughs> trying to I'm, I'm racking my brain for He says he doesn't it. though. He 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 will tell you that he doesn't watch music docs. No, I do. I know I said I don't assign a lot of music docs. I don't <laughs> watch I watch a ton. Pretty much every music documentary I've seen in the last ten years, and there's plenty. <laughs> that that may be true, but uh, that's maybe a half dozen. Um Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to, I'm racking my brain for a comp for Little Richard, like, or a, a music documentary about someone like him, where it's, like, I'm, go, I'm thinking about, like, the James Baldwin doc, where he was gay and he was black, which, at the time, he was uh, coming up in the world was not a uh, uh, celebrated things uh, by mainstream societal standards. Mm. Mm. I didn't know this either. Apparently, the song Tutti Frutti was a very racy song about yeah. butt sex. Butt sex. Yeah, I didn't know that. I think, I, they, I think Stern was talking about that not too long oh, ago. Oh, and they, yeah. re, they redid the lyrics to... Uh, Barely, though. And he did them the way he wasn't supposed to do them on some show yeah, and yeah. got in trouble. Then they redid the lyrics for the recording. They were, the, this movie's full of legend and lore, of course. You know, I didn't realize that. All right, speaking of Baltimore Please. and uh, and John Waters, uh, I got a movie that... Uh, you need a break first? Takes place in the old Baltimore. Well, Brian's got a couple... Oh, it's after true. this, because we're not true. lining up on well, many. Let's it see how far true. we get. I might have to save one, but let's see. I don't want to say. Okay, yeah, uh, I would say I don't want to save this one because I want I want people to to see it. I hope that they do. So, do uh, this is a movie called To Catch a Killer, which is I've already mentioned, just a very milk toast title that is very forgettable. I will won't be shocked if I can't remember the title next week, which is unfortunate. Uh, it was originally titled Misanthrope, which was more apt and I would have loved them to have saved that. Uh, you know that, that name, you know, that didn't test well. Who oh, no, I can't no, believe that to catch I'm, a killer would. What is well. that? What's I understand what catching a killer means. Misanthropy. Was, was that his name? So this is, Who's, which one is misanthropy <laughs> in, in looking at the trailer for this one and the storyline, it, it's, it stars, uh, Mick, uh, Mendelssohn and, uh, Shailene Woodley. And it's, just right there in the title, they're trying to find a killer. And it seems very tense and it seems uh, very straightforward, like a, a thriller type almost. And it doesn't really seem like it's the type of movie that I would have any interest in, in 
tracking down and seeing okay. uh, if it were not for a, a simple fact. What if, what if this movie was written and directed by Damien Sisfron, uh, his follow-up to Wild Tales? And I'm like, uh, absolutely, please, uh, may I see this movie? Uh, Wild Tales, which was one of Brian and I's favorite movies in oh, 2014. Oh, I knew I recognized the name, yeah. And here is his follow-up all these years later. It was almost it. a decade later. So the story of To Catch a Killer is it's uh, a shooter. It's an active shooter that it, it opens up. It's beautiful downtown landscape, uh, skyline of Baltimore. Uh, there's all sorts of parties going on. I, I believe it's like New Year's. There's fireworks going off. And a shooter is somewhere in a building uh, and he's just picking people off one by one. And he's doing it with the bang of the fireworks so that he's absconded the sound wise. So oh, true. And he takes out a number. I think it's 19 or something or, or so. And At the stroke of midnight. And uh, the, the, in the end of this opening scene, the inciting incident, uh, a young Shailene Woodley, uh, who is like a young cop, uh, almost like a rookie. She runs to the uh, building where like uh, some of the main firing, cause she gets it on her, on her radio. Uh, and, and she's running towards the building and she has the wherewithal to record, record everyone's face as they're running out. Cause she knows the killer could be in there. Right. Uh, and she's getting everyone's face and you realize right away that she's a good person. Cause she already stuck up for like a homeless lady who was drinking in the okay. diner. She saved the cat. And then what's that? She saved the cat uh, the, in, in so many words. Yeah. But she also is a misanthrope, as we soon learn, right? So she's young. She's got a real uh, Clarence, uh, Clar Clarice, Clarice vibe to her. This this okay. movie definitely feels. Uh, it's it's got. Uh, Sounds of the Lambs swirled with a seven little touch of monkey shines at a point even <laughs> a little a little monkey shines in. shows I'm up in, in there, um, but <laughs> what if so. Mendelssohn uh, soon realizes like he's the head of the FBI uh, of the investigation. He's a real no nonsense, hard nose. Okay. Like we got to find this guy. You know, his voice is, he's really deep in his voice. Ben Mendelssohn. Uh, if you, if you recognize the name or if the, you ever want to know his face, he's fantastic. He's that guy. And he's, he's got to be, he's got to be known by name now. I it? hope so. After the star Wars rogue one, perhaps. Yeah. What's and his, he what's was his great character? in a, uh, he's Krennic in star Wars and yeah. Rogue one. And he's also in a, what was it The Outsider on HBO? That great short, the Stephen King miniseries. I didn't see that. I God, that was good. He you was should in, see that. That is very, very good. Blood, Bloodlines. He was in it as well. He was the 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 screw up uh, who did a lot of drugs. He was like the the black sheep of the family. Mm -hmm. Bloodline. Anyhow, uh, so he's like no nonsense FBI and intimidating. But he he sees like that Shailene Woodley's character has got a real knack. So he takes her under his wing. And the story kind of goes from there. Now, what it, what it lacks that Wild Tales has, and Wild Tales, for those of you who might not know, is like an anthology with just amazingly written, hilarious stories that all have to do with human beings seeking vengeance. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a, lots of humor to be had throughout. Uh, lots of dark of creativity. Mm -hmm. This is not that. At times, I was thinking... I'd, Mateo Kasovitz made a movie called La Haine, Hate, uh, a number of years ago. And it was a French film. And it, you just... I was insane for that movie. I absolutely, I absolutely loved Lane when he had his next movie, which was Gothica with Halle Berry. And it was an American uh, film. I was very excited and it really let me down at the worst parts of this movie. I was going, Oh God, is this Gothica? But then it turns a corner and okay. ultimately this movie has a tone to it. Uh, due in large parts to the, the score, which is fantastic all throughout. Uh, there are funny moments in the movie and because the tone is so 
particular and kind of drab and dark and like seven, not unlike seven at all. It's very, it feels a lot like seven. It okay. feels a lot like uh, Sons of the Lambs. Uh, but when there are funny moments, it's really funny. Like I found myself laughing like suddenly, very, very hard. Um, it takes a real long, hard look at some ugly American warts uh, and in spades. In spades, like it's it's looking at homelessness. It's what looking is it? at what is misanthrope? It's looking at media. It's looking at slaughterhouses, bureaucracy, gun control, and of course, uh, get this racism. It oh. looks at all these things, but what it does so without beating you over the head. It's just part of the story, and I think it's woven in quite quite well. Like uh, so. Speaking of warts, like the movie definitely has some. Um, there's a couple scenes that. I felt like the acting was a little bit off. It almost felt like Law and Order a couple of times with banging on doors, but you get a little bit of that with the two-hour movie. Uh, that said, I don't think there's a whole lot that could have been cut here. Like, I was, it was one of those movies where I'm like, I'm going to watch at least half of this thing before I have to go to sleep. I watched the entire thing. Is that a mistake? It was up till two in the morning, and uh, I, could not, I couldn't turn away. I really, really love this movie. Now, uh, explain this. So uh, Rotten Tomatoes has this at 40-something percent. 46, 47. What, what would people find wrong with this movie? Why would someone give this a bad review? Cause it sounds like you loved it. I did. Um, I don't know. I, that would, that sounds to me like somebody was having the same feelings that I had early on. Like things I was just talking about, like, is this another Gothic guy? Like he's missing the mark on this. Maybe it's a language barrier. Maybe he's not meant to make American films. Uh, but then he would turn it, he turns a corner and for every like shortcoming, uh, there'd be at least two things that would cancel them out. Uh, and, the performances are, are there. Ben Mendelsohn and Shailene Woodley. She had me choked up and I was like, there's a scene at the end and it's just dialogue and they're just sitting there and I, and, and, and things are being exchanged and I, it, it got me. I, I was, okay. wasn't openly weeping, but I was like tearing up at just her performance and, and what she was saying and in her interactions. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. This movie's gripping. It's gripping. Wow. And we're working on see this. I think you can rent it VOD uh, and it's in limited theaters. I also got a screener for this one. Um, but yeah, critics, it, it, there should be very few reviews on it because it's brand new. And what, what are the, how many? How I'm, many I'm only looking at. Uh, what are you doing on Rotten Tomatoes? You I'm cheater? Not, I was about to say, I'm only on uh, Wikipedia and uh, it simply says. I will check. Yeah, will you check? Oh, you check. Yeah, it simply says it's uh, 40% based on 37 reviews. Yeah, I don't know. But I'd that could be outdated. Yeah, I mean, that's 46 based on 37 mm -hmm. reviews. So. That's too many. I, I'm too many. A lot of it, like for, for it to be that low, oh I was God. assuming it would be like eight or nine, you know what I mean? Because that, that happens sometimes. And usually when I become aware of that, I will read a few of their reviews to see what, what they're talking about if it's something I missed. But yeah. Catch Killer, according to Just Watch, not available to stream yet. This is only in theaters, apparently. I really wish that I got to see this in, in the theater. Uh, the vibe took a little adjustment, especially because it's not my kind of movie, but a lot of people love these kinds of tense thrillers. You know what? 7.0 on IMDb. Very few ratings. So I think it's like 145 right now. 161, and now that you talked about it. You can recognize uh, Wild Tales in it a little bit, though, the way that it's shot and, and uh, back to the tone. Like it really nails that tone. And maybe, maybe some of the critics... Uh, did feel like they were hammering her over, over the head with all of the, the social issues and the commentary. I, it all worked for within the story. It didn't feel like they were reaching, okay. which I recognize and get pissed about, right? So I feel like- I'm, gl I'm glad it landed. I'm excited to see it. Sizfron. I mean, now, it, depending on the run. Yeah, cool. If you go in thinking that uh, you're going to be seeing Wild Tales too, I mean, yeah, you'd be disappointed, but I feel like Shailene Woodley and Ben Mendelsohn bring things to the, uh, to the, to the film that uh, Wild Tales might've been lacking. Well, there's also 
Wild Tales is, is a once in a generation movie. You know, there's a reason we still talk about it. It's great. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't expect that every time. That's not fair. It's not fair uh, at all. I, I, I guess this could have used a little more humor. Maybe it's a little safe for the critics considering who who's behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to. It's the kind of movie your mom could like too. You know what I mean? It's like a hard boiled oh, like, cop. It's bad news. And they're they're searching for the bag and. Instead of the bad guy being this this serial killer who you know chops up his bodies and, and wears the skin, it's much more relevant because it's a random again. The, the man's a marksman too, or the woman's a marksman. Like it, this person, like huh. they, I think they refer to him as an Olympic level shooter. Like oh, every like single shooter. every single shot wow. is just perfect. Like this person is well trained, product of 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 his environment, her her environment, and uh, this is this is what we're contending with. Yeah. How interesting. It's a very interesting movie and uh, very well done. And it's the kind of movie that I'm going to forget the, the name of probably by the end of this episode. Misanthrope would have been a more sticky title. I think so. Hmm. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's do that. Right, I'm not sure what we're doing. Too, it's like, uh, it could be her. It could be the killer. It could be Mendelssohn. Like, there's a, a bunch number, of misanthropes. Like the, the country yeah. as a whole. Misanthropes. Bro. Well put. All right. Taking a quick break. Back with uh, our assigned movie after this. I walk through the door and the walls scream out your name Welcome back What happened? Oh no, Keep Anderson off, I like that <laughs> Welcome hey, back Speaking of me off Hey, no, hey. No, no. Remember that uh, I got a movie to make that I did for two and a half years? Yeah, is that Bring coming it back? back? Oh, nice. Bring it back. Yeah, it's going to be uh, starting this week. Uh, I'm going to be giving. I, I just can't wait to introduce you guys to uh, these guys and, and, and girls. That, Episode uh, one, Usurping Ryan. Atticus and I uh, get to hang out with every week. It's 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 great. So yeah, I'm going to be doing It's going to be called Loaded for Bear. Um, Loaded for Bear, let's make this movie. Loaded for Bear, let's make this movie. And I'm going to be doing it weekly. And uh, it'll be dropping on here, right where you find the film vault. So. All right. Yeah. Wait. Well, that feels uh, disingenuous. Oh yeah. Why is that? The there won't be ads. Didn't in sign up for that. Well, they're gonna get it. Oh, they can just skip over. Hey, apologize. It, but... Apologize in advance. Sorry about that. I mean, would you rather me do it on Cinematics and send people over there? Where Where do you want me to send people? Do that. No. Literally <laughs> <laughs> offered me the opportunity. Uh, Eric Kath. I haven't pronounced this right. Eric Kath. It yeah. is Eric Kath. Eric Kath. Right? Talked to okay. Eric Kath earlier today. Eric Kath signed as a film. Eric Trust. Kath. Eric Kath isn't just anybody either. Okay. Eric, do you know who Eric Cass is? Is he a YouTube guy? Yes. Wait, is this spelled different? Okay, sorry. I, the name sounds... Cyber Manor is how he okay. goes by. Okay, maybe I'm fucking that up. Eric, Eric Kath, our, uh, our, our trusted and uh, excellent YouTube content creator, producer, uh, whatever, he, all the things he does. We appreciate it, Eric. He assigned us a film. Did he pay for this? Yeah, I told him today. I'm we like, should have, you, we should you, have don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to. Yeah, I told him that I'd sneak one in for him if he wanted to uh, do another one for sure. Fair. And I told him uh, to stop uh, paying us and that uh, he should have the link to our to our Patreon. I, I'll, I'll hook him up in the back door. That sounded wrong. I was you know say tutti frutti. Yeah, a little tutti frutti action. Trust the man. Trust the man was assigned to us by Eric. 2005 film directed by Britain and directed by Brett Freud. Fre- Freund, Freundlich, Freundlich. Freundlich. I, I look at I looked at uh, Bart. Shut I messed up. up. I said Brett. Bart Freundlich. Sorry about that, Bart. I looked up uh, Bart's credits. Mm-hmm. I cannot say with any certainty that I've heard of any of the other movies he's done. Mm. Um, 
all of them seemed vaguely familiar, like I had seen them pop up on a streaming service at some point, uh, but I have not seen, nor I'm not sure I've heard of his other films. This one, Trust the Man, stars Julianne Moore, David Duchovny, Billy Crudup, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Eva Mendez, Ellen Barkin, Gary Shandling, and Bob Balaban. Mm-hmm. Uncredited Bob Balaban. Who's that? The, 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 the bald, old uh, gla- uh, glasses uh, uh, oh, yeah, psychologist. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, uh, Greenpeace, uh, <laughs> Greenpeace on Seinfeld. Now, he's one of those guys. He's like he's one of those guy. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know, I've seen that guy a hundred things. He joined, he joined Greenpeace to uh, impress Elaine because he's obsessed with her. Gotcha. Yeah. 28% of Rotten Tomatoes. Feels about right. Uh, you can rent this, uh, trust the man, Me, across right. multiple platforms. Uh, Anderson, mm. I'm I'm very, very, very curious to know why anyone uh, would pay us money to watch this. Oh, no. Oh, what, no. What, what did Eric have to say? Also, I have a theory, but I'm, I'm going to hold on it. Okay. Uh, he. This is one of the first rom-coms that he saw years ago okay. when it came out okay. that he wasn't completely repulsed by. Okay. And I could see why, because this is a, a romantic comedy that seems to have been written by men for men, mm-hmm. uh, at least up until the end scene, which becomes very schmaltzy. But mm-hmm. it lacks some of the schmaltz that a lot of the uh, typical rom-coms have. It's not cutesy. It has a lot of very profane and uh, scatological humor throughout. I wrote down that this movie has a jaunty tone of like a Hallmark film with lots more sex talk, like shoehorned in. A lot of sex talk. It opens up with mm-hmm. uh, Duchovny talking to his like eight-year-old son who's on the toilet uh, about the difference between farts and burps, which I, I didn't need to hear that. Mm. I didn't need to see I that. I thought you turned a corner. I've I, I, I not. I can't. He's, not there, he's not there on burps yet. I'm tr- I'm, I'm tr- yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's, he saw this. I'm talking to uh, Eric today. And this is a real test. And I, and I thanked Eric for this. And I said, I am accused of, by my co-host, of, of pulling punches and being nice mm-hmm. uh, to listener-assigned movies. Mm-hmm. And if ever I was going to do that, it would be with this one, Eric, because not only did you pay us, but I have a relationship with you. And we talk. And you do great work for our YouTube. You're That's very true. talented. Yep. Uh, you're very, very good at what you do. You thank he, him every week. And the guy uh, helps the show go. He's part of the family. Yeah. And he had us watch this well, movie. Well, again, your relationship to family is different. And I'm like, he's part of the film of family, right? And I'm like, uh, there's, there's, there's no way I can do anything but be honest. Every, yeah. I talked to Jillian about it. I'm like, I, I gotta, I gotta talk to Eric about a movie that he assigned us that I didn't quite like. And I did today, but he was, he's great. Eric. So he's well, like, how, yeah. what was his response? He's like, I had like, like a Jack Lemmon movie I was thinking about. Probably should have assigned you that one. Uh, I'm not sure why, uh, Jack you know, Lemmon's in this. No, he's not. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, I was hoping that. So there are some good things in this movie. I, I don't I don't recommend it before before I get into but that. But there are like three really solid things in this movie oh, that I'm I a, quite enjoyed. I'm going to read uh, verbatim from my notes. Theory, colon. This was assigned as a litmus test for Anderson's genuine reaction. Because I, I was I was bracing myself. <laughs> I was bracing myself uh, all week. I'm like, if Anderson tries to fucking defend this movie, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Because <laughs> it, it's not... It's not <laughs> Eric, we really appreciate the support. And I, I enjoy being introduced to things. I have no concept of Trust the Man. Never heard of it. Trust would the never, Man. Trust would never man. have come across it. And the fact that I have been exposed to it, uh, at the very least, I appreciate something new in my life. And it That's wasn't a, hard to watch. No, I mean. Right? It was entertaining. I sat there and watched it. It wasn't like I was looking at my watch and going, when is this fucking thing going to be over? It, it I wasn't did, that I, I did. But, but, but I think it's like an hour and 45. It feels longer. I didn't. I didn't get that. I get, there's enough different characters. And there's enough going on. It's just little things. Like there's a scene, and I talked to Eric about this earlier. There is a scene involving uh, a sex, 
anonymous sex addict group. Mm -hmm. And uh, Duchovny is part of this group. And he doesn't feel like he really has much to bring to the table because he's hearing these horrific stories that these people are telling. And then it's finally his turn to talk and he goes on uh, a, ja a jaunt about he only gets off with deli meats and he has to cover his body mm -hmm. in deli meats. And it's like, I see where they're going with that, but like that could have been workshopped and forced, punched up and it could have been like, there could have been something really funny there. Mm -hmm. Right. But there was funny stuff. There's a scene in the kitchen and I felt like I shuddered when I watched it. Mom comes in, Julian Moore is the mm -hmm. mom. She's married to Coveney, who's a dirtbag. That's another major flaw with this movie is the two lead men are kind of despicable fucks that I didn't care about and I didn't right. like at all. And they- They had a few redeeming qualities. Yeah. And ultimately they kind of win and it's like they didn't deserve to win, right? Trust what? These men? No. They, I the Duchovny, I guess they kind of, their, their arc is a little flatter than you'd like. Yeah. You'd like them to come around and perhaps realize the error of their ways or not. Whoever like, wrote this, this might be a little bit of a sociopath, you know. I think it was a writer-director. Yeah. So, there's a scene in the, in the, in anyone who's a parent and has a wife that they're a little bit afraid of will, Tell I, don't me. Know if you, I don't know if you felt that at all in, in that scene. Remind me. So they're playing spoonball. Duchovny oh, and his yeah. kid are playing spoonball in the kitchen. And mm -hmm. like he's throwing some kind of ball and he's and his son is like swinging a, a wooden it's like, spoon. It's like an indoor soccer ball. Yeah. And mom comes in and she's like, played by Julian Moore, who plays a famous actress in this movie. She, that's what her role is in this movie. Everyone, it's, it's very Woody Allen, too, in the, in the sense that it's in New York. This is another reason why Eric... Okay, Eric Cathal, I should also say, has seen a bunch of Woody Allen movies since... Well, liking this one way back when. So he realizes what a good ah, version a good of this version looks of this, like. Yeah. Cause New York's almost like a character. Cause they, and everyone's either a writer. Everyone's like, in, they're all in going, to, they're all going to fun little cafes and you know, coffee shops. Yeah. So they're playing spoonball and different places. mom comes in. She's like, you guys shouldn't be doing that in here. This is very dangerous. And, uh, the company is like, yeah, whatever. Oh, one more pitch. And the kid swings the spoon and it flies out of his hands and hits her square in the yeah. face. And, I shuddered. And she needed to be on stage the next day. Yeah, it was bad. And when when someone when you, when your significant other tells you that you shouldn't do something, and this yeah. has happened to me a number of times, and you're like, "No, nah, it's okay." So and then one more time, and then exactly why they didn't want it to have continue happens. Oh, it's bad feeling. I got to tell you, I'm on Jillian's side on this one. Uh, I mean, Jillian Moore. Sorry. Jillian Moore. Julie, Julian Moore. Julian Moore. Jillian Moore. The dinner party was a lot of fun too. Uh, and you know, we don't want to get into all the details, but mm -hmm. there was like a new boyfriend at the table and the old, old boyfriend was at the table. That that new boyfriend, the French guy too, I should have looked up his name. But oh, he's, he's German. I think he was supposed to be French, but maybe German. I don't know. Okay. Uh, he yeah, because he called him a sprocket at some point. So it's German. That makes sense. Uh, he was in Flirting with Disaster. He's the one that dosed the uh, little quails. He was oh, that, no shit. He was the son. Wow. Remember that? No. I mean, now, yes. I remember the time. But yeah, it was it was what it was. Uh, maybe a misfire. I, I'm not surprised that this movie didn't really do a whole lot of uh, business uh, or get a whole bunch of accolades at the time. There's also a lot of bizarre physical comedy. Like at one point, do companies like Mary falls out of bed when the school mom calls on his phone. He just just falls out of bed. At one point, Billy Crudupson kicked out of his, his apartment, and his friend is helping him move a love seat and they set it down and the friend does a somersault. Mm -hmm. Not not intentionally. He falls over the love seat. And then at one point, did Ellen Barkin only have the one scene? One scene. Okay, because at one point, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal completely just does a spit take for no reason all over Ellen Barkin. Yeah. Spits water just all over. And that's that's the joke. Mm -hmm. That was kind of out of left field. Her, the whole thing was out of left field. Yeah. 
that was a storyline that never went anywhere. It didn't. Yeah, I, was I was expecting to come back. I was thinking about that as I'm talking to you about the movie. I'm like, Alan Barkin is in this. And when yeah. you said Alan, when you set it up, I'm like, yeah, she had that one scene. And then now. Uh, because that scene was provocative in a sense where it, le- it could have led to an interesting storyline, but it, it whether on the vine. Hey, do you use IMDb much? Not as much as you think. I use it all the time okay. and it has been jacked for the last like two weeks now. Oh. I don't know what's going on with like that. Like the sites. It's up? just slow as can be oh. and non un, unresponsive. I've not noticed that. I've been using movie insider as a backup and it's very fast and very great. Oh geez. All right. Um, yeah. So trust me, man. Thank you very much. Like Brian said, and it was nice talking to you today, Eric. And we're talking again on Friday about the page. Uh, don't let this, uh, what is the page? The YouTube page, Brian. Uh, oh, our YouTube page. I thought he assigned you another film or something. Not yet. I told him. Uh, I know the front page. Yeah, if he wants to do a makeup, he, he can. He can do that. Freebie on us, Eric. Uh, you, you contributed so much to the show. Oh, Gary Shanlin's in this too. You say that? I think he's in like two scenes. <laughs> he's not in it in, in, in much. Uh, yeah, Taliban's right. in it a lot. You ready to? You ready to? You ready to uh, move on? I want to wrap it up. I want. I mean, my man. Yeah, I want to save this for next week. You can. You get, what? Can you I? can. Yeah, yeah. Guys, uh, there's a solid documentary I'm going to flick fest next week. Right, pre, you can pre-flick stream it. on Amazon Prime. It is part of Prime Video subscription and it is sitting at 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. This one took me by surprise because I didn't. I was mildly interested in Judy Bloom, but Judy Bloom Forever is a new documentary uh, that is Brian. ostensibly, uh, you know, about her. Judy Bloom, the author, the author of Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, which, by the way, comes out this week. This is a nice little synchronicity. There's a, a feature film version of her book, her most famous book coming out, and also the documentary just landed. And this was not on my Sundance list, but it was a movie I was interested in. And it, again, is a movie of one thing, but it's really about a lot of other things, especially coming of age as a young woman, which I have no relation to, but I was still kind of moved by some of the stories. You're going to find it, those who watch it, you're going to find it compelling how Judy Bloom, despite being a very successful, very famous, very wealthy, I would imagine, um, author, took time to correspond with a lot of readers who wrote in as like 12, 13 year old girls. They were like, hey, no one understands me. I know that's foreign problems. to you, Brian, to like talk, that's not, no, talk, no, to, no. talk to your audience. No, but to keep to like a, a continuing <laughs> correspondence by a letter <laughs> with a 12 year old when you're. A 50-year-old author? Michael Jackson did. That's true. You know what? I take it all back. I found that Don't very... Don't watch this movie then. <laughs> I found that very revelatory. Uh, anyway, Judy Blue Forever will be Flick Fest next week. It is I feel like a you just did. solid doc. Check it out. I feel like you just did. Hey, quick uh, corrections of retractions in yeah. real time. Uh, boy, am I wrong, and I'm shocked. It's, it's sh- I'm shocked because it looks... So, he had such the vibe, but ju- just... Not that this matters to anybody, but just to save myself some emails and headaches. Justin Bartha is the name of Jasper, the uh, the German boyfriend, or French. It's debatable. Uh, in uh, Trust the Man, and he is not... <laughs> debatable. He is not the... Uh, There's no debate. Unless I'm looking at a different actor. I don't know. I'm not good. I don't, I'm not good at... Well, that actors. was obviously not a German person. No, I know, but is, he, is, he, is that even him? I think that's him. I don't know why you're looking. I was like, I couldn't tell. You haven't seen the movie. And I'd I'd search around on IMDb a little bit more if it wasn't so goddamn slow. What's happening with this thing? All right, let's wrap this guy up. Uh, Next week, Brian, um, I will be talking about, oh, he's afraid. He's afraid of things for three hours. He fears. I fear watching it because I don't (laughs) like to be uncomfortable for three hours, but you know what? That's what you do. Uh, Looking forward to talking about that one. Also, we are going to be... uh, 
possibly doing, you know, we are going to be doing Haunt, assigned to us by Chris Terry. There's a number of haunts out there. 2019's Haunt. That's the one that we will be discussing. Haunt. Uh, for Chris Terry. Haunt. And then uh, do you want to do two listeners or you want to do one? Because I have another listener one as well, if uh, if you think you can do that. Uh, this might be a good week to do two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Definitely want to see Sisu. All right, The Vanishing. We're going to be doing 1988's The Vanishing. I don't think you have seen that. I have, but I'll, I'm excited to revisit it because it's a classic. The Vanishing, 1988's The, the Vanishing will be Flick Fest on the program next week. Uh, thanks to James Kozlowski. What's up, James? Uh, we got to talk soon. Good Mission news. Uh, Prime or Hulu is where you can stream Haunt, 2019's Haunt. I'm going to add that to my list. All right. Let's do and some months. Right the other one, guy. sorry, was what? Right. Vanishing? The Vanishing, yes. The Vanishing. What year is that from? 1988, right. So you can do, I, 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 I appreciate you taking a pause and typing this so I don't have to deal later. You know yeah, I mean? I'm, trying, I'm looking out for you, buddy. Because you send me texts going, what's the movie? I do. What are we assigned again? What was it? Hey, thanks everybody for listening, for downloading, for, uh, for me. make sure to look for, if you're interested in following along a really fun, exciting process all the way from the ground up, you'll be uh, hearing about, uh, I'm going to talk ad nauseum about it on uh, Let's Make This Movie, obviously, but uh, you know, you'll hear tiny little updates here as well. It's going to be a big part of my life. It has been a big part of my life, but I'm just kind of keeping it under wraps. But the work that we're all doing over there uh, will be documented uh, weekly in, uh, uh, on Loaded for Bear. Uh, let's make this movie as well as on the socials uh, with all the video and pictures that Mike's going to be doing. Um, oh, I'm, pay- I'm paying Mike. I'm paying Joe. Uh, you know, I'm going to be paying some of the subjects to do the interviews. You're writing checks your body can't cash. Assuming, you know, we can get, you know, some funding on this. Also, it's open-ended funding, so it's not like we we uh, we don't get to, to do anything. And, uh, you know, it's not like it ends and then doesn't get greenlit uh, like some of the other platforms mm. uh, however uh, we can't really do work <laughs> without it so please if you would like to be a part of this and uh, get access and hear about you know, uh, this week I'll be focusing on the different tiers and what they mean and what we're doing on uh, let's make this movie so if you'd like to check in on that it'll be just 10 minutes of me talking about uh, things weekly 10 minutes or so some weeks I get more into the, the weeds with uh, filmmaking process and no. What it takes. We're talking about all, all sorts of things. Can, I be, can I be a guest? For sure. Of all course. Right. Yeah. This is Look exciting. The Vanishing uh, is streaming on the Criterion channel. You can also rent it on Amazon if you're not a subscriber there. All yeah. right? Feel good about that? I feel great about it, Primer. All right. Thank you. Well, first of all, Eric Kath, not just for uh, Trust the Man, and more importantly, being a uh, Patreon subscriber, a signer, uh, all those things helping us with the, oh yeah it's spelled differently motherfucker yeah. that's why I was messed up but I think it was uh, minutia minutia it messes up uh, when I'm reading your brain yeah it does and it's funny because it's, it's, it's an audience of one mm-hmm. alright Eric Kath with a C or a K either way we appreciate that's you okay. my friend is it yeah motherfucker yeah I don't know why I had it that's my fault I had it as K for a while he let me know wait so it is a C that's the right way it's a C Eric, yeah, maybe you're the one who screwed me up to begin with. I saw it as K at one point. Eric, A E R I C. <laughs> Eric Kath, yeah. Okay. No, but the, the K is with the Kath is with the Kath C. Kath is with a K. C. Okay, it's with the C. Yeah, yeah. Eric, oh, Eric is with a C as well. A lot of C's in his name. This is the worst. Man of C's. This is the worst segment ever. There's been a lot of Eric Kath talk here. Oh, hey, wait, check, maybe it's K. Check out his. <laughs> the K is silent. It's K on the assigner sheet. Mmm. Ah, uh, because he uses a different name for email, so it's it's, it's, it's okay. 
Get him on the phone. I don't know where to Patreon go. Patreon bonus. Call him up. Check out Eric Katz's work over at youtube.com slash the film ball podcast. Oh, Eric. Colin Obremski is our feature artist, by the way. Check him out at AndersonandBrian.com. Anderson and Brian on Instagram. Anderson and Brian on TikTok. The Film Vault, Facebook, and Twitter. Check out all the uh, socials that we got that I just mentioned. You can find our artwork there. Thanks to all of our Patreon listeners. And thank you to Giovanni, Mitch Burns, Mike Cole, and Eric Kath. Check out Eddie's Antiques. The song's <laughs> ending. No, it's a little... There's more! Keep going, Brian. We got you. You're good. Keep going. I hit the post, though. Oh, uh, okay. Well, you didn't throw it at me, so... <laughs> Until next time. We do it! For Van Gogh.